Folks, welcome to Sex Talk with Erica Miley. Erica Miley here. So glad to be with you all this week. I want to kind of do some housekeeping right up front of the episode this time. So I just want to mention the folks that are joining the Patreon. More specifically, I want to give a shout out to Jack Holly for becoming a supporter of the podcast. Thank you. I am so grateful to all of you out here that are finding value in the show and supporting its making. It's it's super helpful to me. I pay a show editor because I want you all to not be annoyed by the <laughs> by the audio quality of this show. I have definitely, I know if you're an avid podcast listener like myself, I have listened to shows and stopped listening to shows because it sounds like garbage. (laughs) And so I pay our wonderful editor, Tom, to make sure that this show sounds decent in your ears. I feel like podcasting has a certain level of intimacy and it, it needs to sound good. Let's be real. So if you are interested in becoming part of the Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash sex talk with Erica Miley. Also, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love, 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 love if you jumped over there and gave us a five-star review. Apple, I mean, pretty much anywhere that you are listening to your podcast, but Apple in particular has an interesting, funky algorithm that requires us to have five-star reviews to be noticed or be able to be kind of in that those top search results for whatever category you are in. So jump over there, rate five stars. I will read the review on the podcast. I'd love to have you. So jump on the Patreon, jump over and do a five-star review. So let's jump into the topic this week. I'm going to say this up front because I think that it's important. Um, This episode, I'm going to go in detail about a woman's right to choose. That means I'm going to be talking about abortion. This episode is not political. This episode is personal to me in particular and into many of my clients that I work with and that I serve. So just a heads up for those folks that are not wanting more information about abortion, that's okay, and I will see you next week, okay? But for those of you who are going to stick around, this is a really, really important topic to me because I think that not only do my clients come to me having needed to process, maybe having had an abortion or having had a sexual assault that led to an abortion or... There's lots of reasons that someone might make this choice, and we're going to get into a little bit of that, but I want to share my own story with you. My husband and I have been married for 10 years this last year, so it'll be 11 years in September, and we had always wanted more children, and before we had our wonderful son that we love, he's our rainbow baby. We were pregnant with twins. I say we. I was pregnant with twins. I was doing the work. (laughs) I was pregnant with twins, and we were really, really excited about it. We had chosen this pregnancy. We had planned this pregnancy, and we had to terminate that pregnancy because the twins were not viable, and they were a threat 
essentially their cells would not have survived a full pregnancy, nor would I have survived a full pregnancy. So both essentially the twins and myself were at risk if we were to continue the pregnancy. So I, my husband and I had to make the choice. Essentially, I had to make the choice because he very much believes in, my husband as well very much believes in a woman's right to choose what to do with her body. I had to choose to end that pregnancy. And I don't think any woman out there who's ever, ever had to make this choice has ever made it lightly. I have definitely heard my fair share of people saying that people will use abortion as birth control and things like that, which is fundamentally absolutely not true. More than anything, it is one of the most difficult choices that you will ever make in your life. And it was for myself, I can say it was the most painful choice I've ever made, nor was it a choice I ever thought I would have to make because I was married. <laughs> I am married. I planned this pregnancy. I made all the right choices in quotation marks. <laughs> and I laugh only because I, I think back then, like, that was one of the things that crossed my mind was, uh, what do you mean I have to make this choice? I, I did all the right things. I used birth control when I needed to, and I still have to make this choice, and I want the, I wanted these babies. So I want to tell you that story, not to guilt you, <laughs> none of that, but to, to give you a glimpse into what it's like for someone to make this choice and to make this choice in a way that was not made lightly, that was educated, and that was still absolutely, completely heart-wrenching. And I went to therapy myself afterwards. I was in my graduate program. I luckily had wonderful people around me. I had wonderful family around me. I had wonderful friends around me who pulled me out of my house when I was an absolute and utter mess. So I felt very lucky to have the support that I had when I had to make that choice. And I hope and I know, I know there's so many women out there who've had to make this choice and didn't and kept it secret and didn't have the support and didn't ever talk about it. I had family, I had friends come to me afterwards and say, I had to make this choice. And I never knew it. I never, ever knew it. Because it's something that many women, once they've made that choice, it's something never they never speak about. Or if they've had a miscarriage, they don't speak about it. And then you start to find out after you've made the choice or after someone has had a miscarriage that that there are so many more women around you that have had this happen and not for the reasons that that are easy or political <laughs> or based on someone's assumption they are real and painful and scary and that's why I really wanted to do this episode is for all of them and so that you all understand that you're not alone, not even for a minute. And if you're out there having to think about this choice, that there there are options. There are options for you. And this isn't – sometimes when people encounter 
abortion. It's this conversation of pro-life and pro-choice, which I I think is a, a such a narrow frame of what a woman's right to choose actually is. It's so narrow and the conversation becomes so politically divided, which is absolutely and completely upsetting because ultimately, if you zoom out on what this the woman's right to choose is, it's an economic issue. It's a class issue. It's a race issue. It is a woman's, her ability to make decisions about her body issue. This is so much bigger than just pro-life or pro-choice. And the when people are asked, like, if they want someone to have access to this to be able to have an abortion safely, overwhelmingly people generally agree on this, that people should have the access to this, no matter what you would end up choosing yourself, that, that we should have safe access to this. And I can tell you as a person who's had to make this choice, that having safe access to it, to my doctor who was supportive and held my hand through the entire thing because my doctor at the time was a man, he absolutely was devastated with me because he knew that I wanted the twins. So I really want all of you to, when when you're having these discussions with people, or if you're on Facebook, please just log off. Just don't do this on social media. <laughs> Walk away. I want you to think about the real life people, the people who have faces that actually have to make this choice. And that the choice is usually altogether more complicated than you think. So that's my story. And I think it's important for you to know it because you need to know where my biases are. So I do want to talk a little bit about the science of it. I want I want to talk about the procedures themselves. I'm not going to go into detail about like, this is what happens step by steps. But I am going to talk about like, when you can do certain procedures. And and I'm also going to make sure in the show notes, there's lots of resources to find clinics in your area or to find out more information. Uh, Planned Parenthood's website is excellent. It, it absolutely considers all ends of what this decision might look like. They actually have an entire section about considering abortion and if it is right for you. And the first thing that is listed there is that only you know what's best for you and you need good information and support to really help make you the make the best decision for you and you and your health and well-being. And I just think that that's a wonderful way to frame this. This is your choice. This is your body. Only you know what's right for you. So me saying to you like my story isn't to influence you to go the way I had to go. And I had to go the way that I had to go. I say I had a choice, but ultimately it was the choice between being here on this planet to be a support to my husband and my stepdaughter or not. And that was a not to me, not a choice. So 
A good question here might be like, why do people decide to have abortions? So you know my story now. You know why I I decided. So sometimes it's simple. Like for me, it wasn't a choice. It was, okay, it's try to continue this pregnancy and die or or be here on this planet, support my family. But everybody has their own unique and valid reasons. So sometimes it's they want to be the best possible parent to the kids they already have. And for me, that was part of it. They're not ready to be parents yet. Actually, Dr. Justin Lee Miller, who's been on the show, he actually just did a blog post on his website, which I'll make sure is in the show notes, about how sex before 13 is more common than you think. So especially for, and I can tell you from having worked with sexual assault perpetrators, but also people who have been victims of sexual assault, that sometimes when someone has been harmed, they need to be able to have the option because they are not ready to be a parent yet. And not only that, that child then trying to face the the psychological consequences of having to raise that child that was the product of rape is incredibly difficult psychologically. Some people still make the choice to raise that child and some people need to be able to access the choice not to. So sometimes they're in a relationship with somebody they don't want to have a baby with. Or I've met with so many people that they're in an abusive relationship or they've been sexually assaulted and they really need access to be able to to not be pregnant. Or I have encountered many women who actually pregnancy is dangerous for their health, that they have specific health disorders that them carrying a a pregnancy to term could result in their death and they would leave their family or wouldn't have any family support to be able to do that. So again, there are so many options, so many reasons why people make this choice. And it is ultimately a very personal one. And if you need and you don't feel like you have anyone to talk to about how to make this choice, People at Planned Parenthood, they actually have some caseworkers that you can work with. Also, I know many mental health therapists will happily listen to you weigh these options and help you kind of tease out what what is at stake for you. So please feel free to, I mean, you can always contact me. I will happily help you find someone in your area. Or if you are in the Florida area, happily potentially work with you myself or work, have one of my therapists that work for me work with you. So back to the procedures themselves. I do want to talk about first the abortion pill because it's an option that people don't realize how for how long you can actually use the abortion pill. So first, what is it? It's a medication and it is, and I'm going to butcher the names of these medications. I always do. This is why I'm not a pharmacist. <laughs> so the common name for the two different medicines is my prestone, <laughs> see, I'm gonna butcher it, and misoprostol or misoprostol. I'm sure some pharmacist is gonna jump on here and be like, Erica, get it together. <laughs> so, first, if you take the my prestone, pregnancy needs the hormone progesterone to grow typically. So that that medication blocks your body's 
own progesterone, which stops the pregnancy from growing. And then the mesoprostol will then start the butt, essentially increase cramping and bleeding to empty the uterus. So it can be right away or it can be around 48 hours later for that to, for you to start experiencing the cramping and kind of experience a, a really heavy, crampy period. And the process is similar to an early miscarriage if you don't have any bleeding within 24 hours of taking that second medication. You want to make sure that you call your nurse or doctor. How effective is this? The abortion pill is very effective. It does depend upon how far you are into pregnancy. So for people who are eight weeks or less, it works about 94 to 98% out of 100 times. That's, I mean, that's fantastic. It's it's not a pleasant experience, but it does make it so that you this, this can happen at home. This does not need to be medically supervised. For people who are eight to nine weeks pregnant, it works about 94 to 96 out of 100 times. And for people who are nine to 10 weeks pregnant, it works about 91 to 93 out of 100 times. The abortion pill usually works, but if it doesn't, you can take more medicine or then at that point can go into a clinic to complete the abortion. So... Essentially, you can take the medication abortion for up to 70 days, so for 10 up to 10 weeks after the first day of your last period. If it has been 71 days or more since your first day of your last period, you can have an in-clinic abortion to end the pregnancy. So I'm getting this information directly from the Planned Parenthood website because I wanted to make sure that I'm giving you very correct information. And I think it's really important to know that every person's biology is different and whether or not you can tolerate the medication or not is for you and your doctor to determine together. So please, if you have any questions, you're more than welcome to, I'm mean, again, I'm going to put the uh, Planned Parenthood information in the show notes, or you can also reach out to, if you have a trusted OBGYN or a, tr- a trusted doctor, you can also reach out to them as well. So which type of abortion you choose depends on your personal preference and situation. And I think that's, I'm going to belabor this, like it's... It is ultimately the every part of this process is up to you and your doctor together to figure out together. So now I'm going to talk about in-clinic abortion. I think it's really important to understand that the difference between the, the pill abortion and then the in-clinic abortions, and they're also called surgical abortions. So there are types, and here's the part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode is because there are states that are creating laws. This is the only political part of the show. There are states that are creating laws that are absolutely um, barbaric and essentially a threat to women's health. They're creating laws of like the heartbeat laws and laws of like whether a woman may may or may not know she's pregnant and outlawing abortion even before she would know that she's pregnant. So that's fundamentally another one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode because I think it's so important for you to know your options. 
and to also know where in your state you can access these options. And if you can't access them in your state, there are many of us out here who are advocating, and I know um, many of many women out here connecting other women to other women if they have to go to other states to access any of the services they need so that they do not have to worry about any of these penalties or some of these laws are going as far as trying to make it a felony. So any support you need, connect with me or I will find someone in your area to connect you with. So back to the in-clinic abortions. They work by essentially using a suction to take a pre- the pregnancy out of your uterus. There are a couple kinds of in-clinic abortion procedure. Your doctor or nurse, whatever the case may be, will know what's, what is the right type for you. And essentially, again, this is down to you and your biology and your specific situation. The suction abortion, also called the vacu- vacuum aspiration, is the most common type of in-clinic abortion. It uses gentle suction to empty your uterus. It is usually used until about 14 to 16 weeks after your last period. Dilation and evacuation is another kind of in-clinic abortion procedure. It uses suction and medical tools to empty your uterus. You can get a DNE later in pregnancy than an aspiration abortion, usually if it has been 16 weeks or longer since your last period. In-clinic abortions are extremely effective. They work more than 99 out of every 100 times. Needing to get a repeat of procedure because the abortion didn't work are extremely rare. I'm going to say that again. Extremely rare. And late-term abortions generally in the United States anyway are extremely rare. They are extremely rare. More than anything, most abortions happen typically in the United States before 16 weeks. So it does not mean that all do, but a majority of them do. So when can you get an in-clinic abortion? It really depends on where you go, like what clinic you go to. In some places, you can get it as soon as you have a positive pregnancy test. Some doctors and nurses, I mean, again, this is depending on state. This is depending on clinic. Prefer to wait to five to six weeks after the first day of your last period. So it depends on the laws in your state, and it depends on the doctor and the clinic or the Planned Parenthood health center you may go to. It may be harder to find a healthcare provider who will do an abortion after the 12th week of pregnancy. And because of these laws, it may even get more difficult. Try your best. Your best. I know, I know that this is very, very difficult. Try your best to have your abortion as soon as you possibly can. If that is the choice you want to make, and that is the choice you know you want to make, the sooner, the better. So that is kind of a very large overview over what options there are for women. And I think it's really, really important to consider if you don't identify as a woman and you more than likely have someone you know in your life that has had to make this decision. So before you 
judge, before you jump to a conclusion, before you jump on some sort of political bandwagon, understand that these choices are difficult and they are incredibly personal. And there is a person behind this choice. There is a person who had to consider all of their options before they made this choice. So please, again, what I encourage people to do is think about compassion first. And if it were you, if you had to make this choice and you had no other option, if that impacts you in any way, remember that when you talk to someone who maybe has had to make this choice or is having to make this choice. Thank you all for sticking around this week. I know that this is a this is a heavy topic and it is a scary one especially right now. So again if you have any questions or if you need to reach out to me, you can always shoot me an email erica at ericamiley.com and I'm happy to hook you up with any resources that you may need. And if you're in the Florida area or in the Washington area, Washington state, that is, and are looking for therapy services, I'm happy to help in any way that I can. And just a quick reminder, be kind. <laughs> be kind to one another. This, I'll just say the political dynamics are not they're not they're not us as people talking to one another they're not what we see on the news and on facebook and all of these other places is not a, looking at a person in the face and considering kindness before you speak thank you again folks for listening this week i look forward to talking with you next week Thanks. Have a good one. Bye.